Hey y'all, it's K-Bird Tweets, and this is Peace, Love, and Baseball. Well, it's Tuesday, again. Most of you do actually listen on Tuesday, by the way. So welcome back to Peace, Love, and Baseball. Today, I'm going to introduce you to another very special person in my life, and that's my dad. Yes, it's Father's Day week, and my dad's here. What you won't hear about today is how my dad is actually a very talented, self-taught musician, among many other things, and how he has always been that person in my life who has understood that part of me and just been instantly supportive of pretty much anything and everything that ever popped into my mind, especially from that creative perspective. He is recently retired from a very successful professional career in the world of digital content distribution and digital asset management. But since this isn't a four hour long episode, today we're just going to chat about his and subsequently my baseball fan origin story. I'm actually the only one of his three kids that did not play ball sports, but here I am podcasting about baseball. So you'll get his perspective on that along with some of our takes on the game, best St. Louis indulgences, and a bit on our upcoming trip across the pond. So with no further ado, meet my dad. Very happy and proud to have my dad here today. Say hi, Randy. Hi, Randy. Well done. I, I set you up for that. I figured that's exactly what you would do. And that, that was exactly what I wanted. So thank you. We're off to a strong start. Excellent. Excellent. How are you tonight? I'm great. And I couldn't be more proud to be here. So thanks for having me. Well, like I said, I know that you got your love of baseball um, as a family thing as well. It's just been a generational thing passed down through the ages as it has for so many, I'm sure. But tell us a little bit about like when and how you became a baseball fan. What do you remember about falling in love with the game? Well, um, mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa, Harold and Charlotte were raised in St. Louis. So in the St. Louis um, was always uh, baseball was always the big sport in St. Louis. So obviously when, when I was growing up, my dad's listening to Jack Buck and, and Mike Shannon all the time. And I don't know that Harold ever really played baseball. He used to play, um, 16 inch softball. If you can imagine that <laughs> they didn't use mitts or anything. And they had these, the big man paws that would catch these giant, uh, softballs, just a little bit smaller than a volleyball, but that's, he would do organized, uh, softball playing through church leagues and things like that. So I'm always tagging along on, on those types of, um, uh, the, those types of events, you know, it was, it was like a family outing where the, the guys would play softball. And then, um, obviously when your, your uncle Brian was a very, very good baseball player. So he went through youth baseball and he, he went into, uh, he played in Bloomington high school. I believe that he still holds some records there. You wow. Know, I had no idea. Oh, you ought to interview him and he'll tell you all about it. But anyway, <laughs> I believe that he, that he he was he was a tremendous athlete in high school, and he played um, mostly football, but 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 baseball was his true love. And then he went on to 
play at Lakeland Junior College before he fell in love. Or actually, he fell in love a long time before he went to junior college. But in any event, he went, he played at Lakeland and he was really good. And obviously, Lakeland uh, College was not that far from Bloomington. So we would make the road trip over to see him play. And uh, I would, you know, get to be the bat boy sometimes and, and, um, just, you know, enjoying the game like that. And of course my folks being from St. Louis and their parents still living in St. Louis, we would make the pilgrimage down to St. Louis quite often and sometimes catch a baseball game. And, um, and then of course your, your, your grandpa Harold, um, he used to tell the stories about sneaking in or sneaking in to see the games at Sportsman's Park. Uh, before that was Bush Stadium one, by the way, um, yeah. it, it, Sportsman Park before it became Bush Stadium. But he, you know, he'd tell the story that they were, you know, they would they would sneak in or you know watch under the fence or something. He, he kind of paint this Norman Rockwell esque type picture of kids, you know, looking under the fence and the umpire yeah. taking masks, <laughs> hey, get out of here, that kind of thing. But it was it was always cool to listen to him reminisce about uh, Sportsman Park and being there. And then of course we went to Bush Stadium two. A number of times and that's where you have those attractive seats that you're sitting oh, yes. on um yeah 400 bucks i think when they tore the stadium down they were wow i mean that's uh, a steal you can't get any quality memorabilia for that these days that was quite a while ago but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you owe me twice that at least for those easily uh, yeah <laughs> but anyway that's so, so, so i naturally i i started playing little league baseball i think brian Brian helped me quite a bit and dad, you know, Harold helped me quite a bit growing up. Um, I pitched a no hitter when I was 12, I think. Wow. Those are the kinds of things you just never forget. Yeah. 19 strikeouts. I think Jake, your brother still has the the baseball that grandma made. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. So I just, I've, I've never been a rabid baseball fan like you, um, but I've always enjoyed the game as more of a casual fan. And uh, it's one of those, if I, if I don't have access to it, like there, there was times in life where I didn't have, uh, you couldn't see very many games. Yeah. And then, then, then you get, you know, you the cable subscribers are offering if a regional network, you can subscribe to that. And then the last few years we've had to kind of figure out different ways to see the Cardinal games and it's, it's worked out. So I'm, I'm, I've been lucky to be able to watch them, you know, pretty regularly the last five or six. Uh, obviously I'm a Cardinal fan. Like, <laughs> I, I, you are. That, that was pretty evident, but um, yeah, I mean, that, that's where I got, got, got the love of baseball. And, and I think that you probably got the love of baseball more from grandpa Harold than you did me. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Your brother started playing, and so we would go to games and things like that, and you got interested. But you were not really interested at the local level. You were more interested in the the national broadcast, the Jack Bucks, the Mike uh, Shannons, and the radio and the, you know, theater of the mind, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think about this a lot because, as you mentioned, like, I, I didn't play ball sports anyway growing up, and I have never been a fan of any other sports. And you are... A fan of other sports, but have always, at least from my perspective, seemed to follow baseball the most. What do you think it is about the game of baseball that you're drawn to like more than in other sports? It was probably because that was the only thing I was good at. And I, I wasn't good, don't get me wrong, but I mean, that's the thing that I, I had access to. Yeah. We, you know, and, and my second would be golf. 
um, because, um, you know, grandpa played a little bit of golf. Uncle Brian played some golf, but I, I got pretty good for, for a while. And then I had kids <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> there goes all the, the, uh, the, the golf budget went out the window when we started having kids, but I got pretty good at golf and, and, and I was, and I, the interest in baseball is because I had access to it. I could play baseball. I played in high school. I played all through uh, when I was little. So that's what fueled my other, other than my, you know, admiring grandpa Harold and, and uncle Brian for their love of the game too. But I was able to play it. You know, I had mitts and, and we played pickup games in the neighborhood and things like that. So uh, not so much football. I maybe it's just cause I wasn't very good at football, but um. Well, I think access to it, you're right, is probably a big thing because like, have you ever been to a, an NBA or an NFL game? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that uncle Brian and I went to an NFL game with our uncle at with, with grandma Charlotte's brother. Oh yeah. A hundred years ago. <laughs> um, NBA. Yeah. For work. I, I think that I was treated to a couple of games, uh, the Chicago bulls. We went up and saw the Bulls a couple of times. Been to Blackhawks games. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I just think with 162 games and, you know, we grew up near in the Peoria area uh, where you have lived like most of your adult life. And the Peoria Chiefs have been the single A team of either the Cubs or the Cardinals. And it's just it's it's a more accessible, like family thing to do. I can't imagine trying to go <laughs> to an NFL game right. <laughs> as a family. And and where I worked, we were uh, in, among other things, we we did a lot of commercial printing for local businesses in the Peoria area. And the Peoria Chiefs were a huge client. So we got free tickets all the time and, and we did a lot of uh, promotional uh, things for them. So. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it's always been accessible, so it was a very uh, very easy thing to enjoy without giving you know without giving it much thought about oh I really love this. It was just it was always there, so it's always been a part of life. Yeah, well, I remember you played softball like on a work team even when I was growing up. So, do you have like a favorite player of all time? Is there somebody that you've just really enjoyed following throughout their career? Ozzy Smith, early in life. Vince Coleman, you know, you know, the people that did the stars of the team, I guess my favorite player now, and, and, and I would consider him my favorite player of all time um, at the risk of being prisoner of the moment is Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, I I love his demeanor. I love the humble way that he approaches the game. I love the fact that whenever he stands up in that batter's box, it's like I used to say about uh, Mr. Pujols is anything can happen. Yeah. Gets in the box and he and he gets that 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 stance and he looks and you're just going anything can happen here and um, luckily a lot of the times really good things happen when Mr. Goldschmidt is up to up to up to bat so uh, I again I just he plays the game the right way I think he handles the media the right way and I think he's um, a tremendous leader on that team and that's 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 huge for the Cardinals I. Maybe, maybe he's taking a little time off now, but maybe <laughs> doing too well. But um, well, when they did seem to turn a corner, right when they came to Chicago back at the beginning of May, when they were playing a little bit better, he supposedly gave them like a big pep talk in 
the clubhouse in Wrigley Field. And yes. it they just kind of ran with it from there. So yeah, hopefully he's he's giving another one tomorrow before the Cincinnati series starts and we'll get back on track. You hear yeah. us, Paul? I'm a, in a text with your uncle Brian and his yeah. team. And it's, oh, you know, just the, the, the world is falling and everybody sucks and oh my God, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm I'm more of a, you know what, this will turn around and I'm still going to watch them. Uh, you know, I, I get discouraged when they do bad. Actually, I get very confused when they do bad these days. Yeah, because it is very confusing. Such a talented team. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cardinals fan. They're, I mean, they've got an extremely talented team, except for their pitching. Um, and that that's I think that's really the key that that, that is uh, play. That's what's plagued the Cardinals, you know, for the last few years is yeah. the, is they've got maybe, you know, a couple of good pitchers and some good relievers, but they don't have that full squad of folks that can come in and just dominate um, the game. Like, you know, you can just tell when other when other pitchers are starting against you. Mm hmm. We have a chance. And, and yeah. I think it's a mindset in, in some instances. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you heard it here. Y'all self-proclaimed casual fan, Randy Bird even knows that pitching is the problem. So <laughs> I'm a genius, right? <laughs> you said it. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned that obviously like I started getting really into baseball and I, we said, you know, I didn't play ball sports. It's not that I wasn't athletic per se, but I, you know, I did tumbling and other things like that. And my siblings were, were super into the ball sports, but I do think that I still got a lot of my love of the game from playing wiffle ball, like in the backyard with you oh. and Jake, because I don't know, that's like some of my first real memories of baseball, but what did you think? Like when I started getting really into it, did it surprise you because I didn't play sports or what did you think? Well, for those who don't know, what she used to do. She, she used to put on a Cardinal Cardinals Jersey and she would lay on her bed and, and listening, listen to um, Jack Buck and, and Mike Shannon. She would actually keep the book. And she would um, one day she told me she was going, when Tony LaRusso was managing the Cardinals, she was going to be the first manager, first female manager of major league baseball. Oh. So you, you don't remember. <laughs> but I, yeah, I believe you. I, I still think you could be. I think that you have the the uh, you know your your baseball IQ is extremely high, you, but for and and I've always been confused of why you have been why your how your baseball acumen developed the way that it has because I think it's just something you're you're analytical you like the strategic um, the element to to baseball and yeah. and you've and that's why you've picked it up you found that that is interesting statistics and. Uh, you weren't really good in math in high school, but you're really good in statistics when it comes to baseball and and understanding why they're important. And um, yeah, it's yeah. To, to answer your question, yes, I was very surprised. <laughs> well, you said it. It's because they're numbers that are important. I like applicable oh. numbers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, I'm never going to use this when I grow up. When you're talking about math, but you're always going to use baseball, right? Exactly. No, yeah. Analytics and statistics is like a, a narrow lane of math, I guess. And it's a different, a different part of your brain for sure. And I, I like that there's, it's like really equal parts and the really successful teams, and the really successful managers are equal parts that like human side, the connection, the eye test, but also 
right. the analytics and all the stories that the numbers tell. Right. And you've grown in to use uh, both sides, the human part, like you mentioned, um, being able to coach people and be, uh, you know, motivate people and things like that. Extremely proud of all the work you've done is, is when, you know, developing your um, career as a, I mean, not, you're not a personal life coach or anything like that, but I think you do a lot of that when, when you were working uh, in the fitness industry and things. So anyway, I didn't mean to turn this into the Kelsey Bird show, but well, good news. It is the Kelsey Bird show. <laughs> okay. If this podcasting thing doesn't work out, I am going to go back to the drawing board on that first uh, manager in major league baseball thing. Okay. 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 <laughs> so we're headed to London. We're leaving for London in like nine days from right. when we're recording this. So by the time that it comes out, we will be leaving uh, within the week. And obviously we're going for a nice visit with my sister, Katie, who lives over there. But at the end of the week, we are going to the Cubs and Cardinals MLB World Tour games at London Stadium. And we actually just found out today that we get to go to a special event on Friday, the day before the games, they're having like a workout day and batting practice. And so I think we're going to get to do some cool stuff there, get to uh, have like open access to the stadium and try some of the food for the first time and all that cool stuff. So there you go. That's awesome. And yeah, we're, we're going to both games. Honestly, I'm looking forward to going and seeing your sister. That's uh, and, 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 and your mom's really excited to show me London. She's been to over there a couple of times now to visit Katie. Um, and I've not been to, I, you know, stopped by on, on my way to other places in Europe, yeah. but just in a layover, but I've not really been, had a chance to see, um, any, any part of some London or the UK. And so they're, they're really, I'm anxious or I'm looking forward to them enjoying showing me all yeah. the, the cool stuff. Katie's been doing a lot of work, making sure that we've got things to do. And, and she's been picking out things that she thinks that I'll enjoy while we're there. And, and then in turn uh, on the other side of the coin is I get to take mom to Ireland right after that. And, and I get to show her all the cool stuff that I've done in Ireland before. Because Katie and I took a trip early in in 2018, I believe, and saw a lot of cool things over there. And then I was over for uh, work a couple of more times after that. But so I I always said it's it's not as fun, not nearly as fun without your mom. And I think that she, I hope she felt the same way when I was when she was in London without me. So that's really what I'm looking forward to. I could drive three hours and see the Cardinals anytime. Yeah. But again, you know, traveling 4,000 miles to see the Cardinals and the Cubs play, don't get me wrong. It's going to be awesome. And we have been planning on this for the last, what, four years? Because it was yeah. play three years ago, I think. Right. We always knew since Katie was over there, we're going we're gonna to make the trip. Um, so it's kind of cute because Katie, when, when it was first announced that they were going to play, uh, Katie – uh, I, I thought she'd have a better line on tickets because she was going to be able to buy them over there. Sure. So she, she asked, she is, which game do you want to go to? And I'm going, well, you know what? We're traveling 4,000 miles. Let's go ahead and see both of them while we're there, you know? <laughs> um, and she goes, Oh, of course. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the whole experience, but being together with you and Dan, and I, I really wish that Jake and Sarah uh, could, could have made it as well, but uh, they got a lot of other things going on. So. 
Yeah, uh, they got a wedding to go to. The cool thing is, is we're not going to be, uh, it won't be the last time uh, we go over there. Probably be the last time right. we'll see the Cardinals and the Cubs play over there. Quite possibly. But, yeah, we'll get a chance to get over there uh, uh, many more times because I don't think Katie's ever coming home. Yeah, doesn't sound like it. But yeah. uh, it's a good thing, I guess, you're not like too overly excited to go there specifically to see the Cardinals since they aren't playing particularly well these days. Right. Right. I had right. actually made... A, a comment back in the mid-April in the darkest of times that, yeah, I was just going to try to get them all to come in and come out for a pu- our pub crawl with us because the time might be better spent that way right. <laughs> in London. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that we have a whole nother reason for going over there. And obviously the fact that we get to see our favorite baseball team and That's have an good. experience at a stadium in another country is yeah. just like the cherry on top. All right. Well, I want to ask you some fun kind of this or that questions that are kind of kind of St. Louis, kind of baseball inspired, a little bit of everything. And my first one is, would you be more impressed by winning a silver slugger or a gold glove award? So the the batting, the offensive award or the defensive award? The defensive award, gold glove. Yeah, I, I, me too. That's what throwing I thought. Leather. Would be. Throwing the leather. That's the, I, uh, Brooks Robin, you know, you were talking about uh, favorite uh, baseball players. I, I, you know, Brooks Robinson would love to watch him on, um, oh, what was this week in baseball with Mel Allen? Mel Allen, you know, the long time ago, they used to have this weekly show. So you'd see um, uh, b- before digital and before anything, really. I mean, you'd, you'd see highlights like once a week. Yeah. <laughs> be a half hour show. And it'd be guys like uh, Brooks Robinson and Craig Nettles and, you know, making these incredible pay- plays. And then uh, obviously Ozzy, you know, the, the, the wizard making all those good plays. And, and that's, I think that's, I know that hitting baseball is probably one of the hardest things in sports to do. Sure. Um, I, I would put that up there with one of the hardest things in sports to do. But the uh, the athleticism and uh, the grace that with some of these guys were able to uh, move around and, and field the ball is just and you know the outfielders too. Jim Edmonds making those catches. Our our friend Bader and um, they were they were our all old friend Harrison Bader. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's more fun to watch those because they're so much different. Every home run. Guy gets up there, he swings hard, and it goes out of the park. I mean, there's not much difference or nuance in between. I mean, they have different swings and everything like that, but it's it, it looks the same. But when they're you're playing the field, it's really a dance, you know. And yeah. and um, so gold glove. I agree. I think while I obviously know that hitting the baseball is ridiculously hard at the major league level. I do still think there's like a little bit more luck to it than there is in making a a great defensive play. Like there's just so much strategy, so much athleticism, like you said, so much practice and time and effort and just like straight skill that goes into it. And I think you really like watching the guys like Tommy Edmond who can like play all over the field. Like I do. So yeah. Yeah. Donnie, be Donnie, be Don- Brendan Donovan. Yeah, Brendan Donovan. Scrappy players like that. Yeah. Oh, so much fun to watch in the field. But again, Donovan's one of those guys too. When he gets up there in the plate, I, I feel like anything can happen as well. So. Oh, definitely. Again, yeah. super confused to why this team's not in first place right now, but 
you and everyone else. And I could talk about that and have talked about that uh, quite a bit, but uh, okay. Ooh, ooh. Okay. This one's going to get you prepped and ready uh, for London here. I did mention that we might be some of the first people to get to try this exclusive special food that's going to be in the stadium. So the two items that they have featured for each city in the stadium is going to be the St. Louis donut burger or the Chicago cheesy brisket. Now, before you pick, let me give you the rundown of what each really is. The St. Louis donut burger is two patties on top of a donut and sprinkled with bacon crumble, cheese, dill pickle salad, and bacon mayonnaise. So that's your St. Louis donut burger. The Chicago cheesy brisket sandwich is a mixing of savory brisket and American cheese with a sweet caramelized onion glaze. So you're first in line. Are you getting the St. Louis donut burger or the Chicago cheesy brisket? I'll go with the St. Louis burger because I know your mom will get the brisket and I can have some of that too. That's just smart. That's just good logic. There you go. Yeah, I feel like the cheesy brisket would probably make me less ill, but I the the donut burger seems really special. Like I would just need to try it. So yeah, what's the hot dog thing that I saw. Oh yeah. So that was let me see. I wrote that down too because it was just so ridiculous. So they are serving a 2000 calorie hot dog. It is called the Boomstick. It is a two foot long sausage with a dollop of cheese sauce and half a kilogram of chili, then jalapenos and salsa and sour cream. Wow. So and, and I think, sure. is that a staple of London Stadium or are they doing that just for the baseball game? They So it looks like they served it in 2019 when the Red Sox and the Yankees were there and it was so oh, popular oh. that they're they're bringing it back again. So yes, we are celebrating American culture in in the UK with a 2000 calorie hot dog. Sounds about right. American excess. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Okay. This is more kind of along the lines of like offense versus defense again, but would you rather watch a game that is a pitcher's duel or a slugfest? Slugfest. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like watching soccer and, 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 you know, zero, zero at the end of the game. And then I, I, I just, I like the, um, I like the action. I, you haven't asked yet, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion. I like the fact that the games are fat much faster now. Oh, I'm uh, sure you do. <laughs> yeah, every, I, I would think that everybody does. They don't, they don't take as long. You can sit down and you can enjoy the game without, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just enjoy it because you can. They're Kim just Bird is, Kim Bird is listening to this right now, being like, "Of course he does, Mister Impatient." Yeah. Oh no, 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 no! I'm not impatient. <laughs> I just, I, I think that the game keeps going. It keeps your interest. Um, I yeah. agree with you when you're watching the game. You haven't been to a game yet this year, so I am really interested to see what you think once you attend the game because it's more in the in-game experience that I don't love it when I'm watching at home. Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah, it just means I can stay in it and be interested while I'm in it and go to bed when I'm ready to go to bed. But 
never thought about that, the being at the game. Yeah. It, it's a lot of effort to get there and it's a lot of money to get there. Exactly. And then the game is, um, they're speeding it along and it's like all of a sudden it's the sixth inning and you're going, wait a second. Exactly. And if you're, you're like us and you like to stay hydrated, you're like, I can't even go to the bathroom and get back in time to uh, not miss an inning. So that is, that's really the thing that I haven't loved about it. And then they have, you know, started to ask some of the players uh, for their, I think they're feeling a little more comfortable giving honest feedback on it now that we're, you know, into the season a little bit more. And Overall, it's like the defensive players don't seem to mind it. They like that they're not like on their feet as long and, you know, it's clipping by a little faster, but a lot of the batters do seem to be having trouble with it. And I can only imagine because like you take a whiff at a foul ball and you like just need a second to catch your breath and, you know, reset mentally for the next 98 mile an hour ball coming at your face. Yep. So the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah, I think that we'll continue to see like it'll be interesting once we get a few seasons under the belt here with the new rules to see how it's really affected things overall. But thank you for sharing your opinion on that. Yeah, didn't mean to derail the conversation. but Well, I still think that I like a good old pitcher's duel. But since we got to talking about the in-game versus the watching at home experience, I think if I was at a game, I'd rather see a slugfest because you do, you want the crowd excitement, you know, everybody, even if you're not watching a close eye on the game knows what's going on when a home run gets hit. So if I'm watching at home, like I loved watching the game uh, last night, the last game that the Cardinals played against the Rangers in Texas, where it was a pitcher's duel and you know, it ended one to zero because of all the strategy and, and the nuance that you can kind of take away from it when you know what's going on and you want to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're at the park, you're right. You want the crowd participation and everything. A yeah. pitcher pool, what you hear some lame clapping at the end of each, uh, you know, inning. Um, but you don't hear the crowd getting up, you know, uproarious and, and really cheering and going crazy. Uh, with the sluggers fest that that all happens and that that's what makes the experience the live experience uh or the in-game experience uh better i think so yeah i think my favorite game that i attended last year though was the one that you and i went to at wrigley field where jordan montgomery jay money pitched a shutout a complete game shutout and the cardinals won one to zero on an albert pujols home run yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's because it was yeah, the Cubs was and Cardinals too. Like that tension, that excitement is just a little bit different when it's those two teams, but that seemed pretty exciting to me the whole time. Yeah. But the previous one, we were at Wrigley Field where the uh, Cardinals got a shutout pitched against them. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we were due then. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay. I'm not sure uh, how you feel about either of these things, but I'm interested to find out. Are you going for Emo's pizza or toasted ravioli? Emo's pizza. How do you feel about toasted ravioli? Are you okay? Long and twice on Sundays. Toasted ravioli, I can't, I don't honestly know that I've ever had toasted ravioli. So I don't think I have either. I have had Emo's pizza. And uh, what is the thing that you used to always have to get at OT Hodges? What was it called? Slinger. Slinger. And will you tell us? Open face cheeseburger. Open face cheeseburger smothered with chili and f- fries, chili, onions. Oh my goodness! And didn't have an egg on top. 
And an egg on top. Yeah. Sorry. That yeah. was the thing I was like really offended by as a yeah. child. Slinger and OT Hodge. So gross to me because the egg on top. Now I like want to put an egg on top of everything. But yeah, for some reason, I just thought that was like you and Jake would get them and oh. you know, be like, ew. You know what? Now I got a, a hankering for, o- for, for <laughs> Is OT Hodges still around? You know what? I don't know that they are. I know that the one that we always went to at Union Station is not there anymore. Right. Uh, but, but, Good Lord, I hope it's still around somewhere. Way in St. Yeah, Louis. I'll find out. Are you I'm out there? That, I'm gonna make that my mission. I can be your I can be a remote reporter for uh Love Peace and Baseball or Peace Love Baseball, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Big fan. Um and then uh I'll get back to you on that. Okay, great. Thank you. This is very important work we're doing, talking about the super indulgent food that we need to enjoy oh, yeah. while we're at the baseball game. You hear that, UK fans? Since I retired, his food is my yeah, hop. That is the American way. Oh, okay. So earlier, Wes McKinney and I were talking about how you know we're going to do a little karaoke sesh while we're in London as well, and we were you know thinking about what kind of St. Louis celebrities might be attending these games, and it got me thinking like, who would you rather karaoke with, Nelly? Or John Hamm, St. Louis legend Nelly, or St. Louis legend John Hamm? John Hamm, the actor? Yeah. Oh, John Hamm, the actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, I feel like he would be a really good duet partner. He'd be. Oh, really yeah. I love John Hamm. Hamm. So, yeah. Sorry, I, you threw me there. I thought he was maybe some old baseball player named John Hamm that I wasn't aware of. But yeah, John Hamm, I like him a lot. He is pretty great. I have to admit that I don't like Nelly. Don't don't get me wrong. I would probably pick Nelly. Yeah, I wouldn't name him. Because he's just like iconic St. Louis to me. And one of my like guilty pleasures of the last few years was watching Nelly on Dancing with the Stars. He was surprisingly good. So if you ever come across a video of Nelly on Dancing with the Stars, allow yourself to be impressed. Okay, last one for this or that. Are you going to watch A League of Their Own or Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams. Really? Love them both. I love them both. But Field of Dreams, the whole dad, you want to have a catch, you know, that mm, kind of thing. That uh, dad spot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Especially, you know, Grandpa Harold's not around anymore. So it did. Uh, yeah. That that kind of touches me every time. Plus, you know, a lot of it, some of it was filled in Galena, where we've, uh, you know, mom's family. Oh, yeah. Galena. So, uh, yeah. And old Doc, what's his name? Burt Lancaster, but again, Tom Hanks. You know, you can't beat Tom Hanks, and and the 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 whole the whole story there that was terrific as well. All right. Well, I asked Jake and Katie if they have any memories surrounding the game of baseball with you because I knew that they would, and so I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, in you know the fact that we have Father's Day coming up, so. Jake said that one of his favorite things to do every year was uh, the annual trip to Dick's Sporting Goods, where he would get to pick out a a new bat or a new glove. Uh, so that was always something that he really looked forward to with you. What I remember actually most about that, you'll have to tell me what you remember. But what I remember is whenever he would get new cleats, he would like sleep in them for like a week. Oh, yeah. So yeah, excited. Yeah. Well, you get in trouble for walking around. He walked on a new hardwood floor once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had we put down new it wasn't hardwood. It was like pergo, like pseudo wood or whatever. Yeah. But, um, anyway, you know, he's standing in the kitchen. I go, yeah, 
uh, I didn't appreciate that at all. Uh, luckily, it didn't hurt the floor, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and the one time we he, we bought a bat from them and they sold him an illegal aluminum bat. It was a, yeah, it was this particular brand of bat that they were selling, but it was actually illegal for Illinois High The IHSA had, had deemed it illegal. <laughs> we bought it and... Um, and then when I took it back to Dick's, I hope they're not a sponsor, but I took it back to Dick's and uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give me my money back. They would only exchange for, you know, something of equal value. And I, and I just said, do you understand this bat cannot be sold or is not supposed to be sold <laughs> in, in Illinois? Right. And he goes, oh, so anyway. Scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Drama in high school baseball. Um, okay, so Katie, obviously, she said that she remembered we we went down to St. Louis uh, like almost every year growing up, and she remembers all the trips down to St. Louis. But the thing that she specifically said she remembered, and I don't remember this, so I'm interested if you do. She said she got kicked in the head by a Clydesdale when she was little. Do you? She's lying. I think. I think so too. <laughs> I mean, that would explain a lot, Katie. But I don't think. Kicked in the head by a Clydesdale at like, well, probably at Grant's farm where they have, where you, no, 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 we even got close to Clydesdale's down in St. Louis. They had them down at the brewery downtown. Uh, well, but, at Grant's farm, which is outside of St. Louis, right, that's right. where we, we got went there. But I, she may, maybe we, uh, we also went to, um, down in Tampa, we went to Bush Gardens down in Tampa. Oh, yes. And they were, that's actually where they bred a lot of the horses. Yes. So we may have been around some baby Clydesdales, uh, you know, then maybe, I don't know. Sounds like I, something a Tampa she, Clydesdale would do, yeah, not a St. Louis I'm, Clydesdale. I'm pretty sure if she got kicked in the head by a Clydesdale, I'd probably remember that. That's That's what I was thinking, too. One of my like most vivid memories, and I couldn't tell you how old I was. I, I must have been like 10 or 11 because yeah. I, I feel like all three of us were definitely at the game at this point. But it was one of the times that we went down to go to our, our annual game at Bush Stadium. And we were staying at the Marriott right there downtown. Yeah. And this game was in a rain delay. Like it hadn't started. It was postponed. And you They're playing the Indians. They were playing the Cleveland Indians. Yes. Was that when your close personal friend, Jim Tomey, was playing? For My the close personal friend, Jim Tomey, was. Um, uh, okay. No wonder you were. I stayed, that's why I stayed there. That's why I stayed at the stadium. Yeah. Went back to the hotel. So that's that's what I remember is like us three kids just wanting to go back and swim at the hotel because that's the most exciting thing to do ever when you're 10 years old. And that's all we wanted to do. Yeah. And you were like so adamant, like I'm going to stand here in the pouring rain for as long as it takes. That's <laughs> so right. See some that's damn right. baseball. And it's so funny because now like I can't even relate to that kid who desperately wanted to go back <laughs> and swim because I uh, I actually just like had to, I, I had to get a swimming suit because I haven't worn one in a decade probably, but that I would never leave a baseball game. I would wait it out to the bitter end in the cold yeah. rain if I had to. So I think that, that was probably one of the first years or one of the first when they were doing interleague play. Oh, probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that uh, and and I remember that's why we picked that weekend to go too, is to see. And again, for those listeners at home, I'm not close personal friends with Jim Tomey, but I did work and became very good friends with Jim Tony's best friend. So I I made the connection that way. He's I, rubbed I, elbows. With I'm Jim. friends vicariously yeah. through another guy. Yeah. We we do like to lovingly refer to him as your close personal friend, that's, that's Jim right. Tomey, though. Okay. Yeah, my husband thought that was pretty cool because he grew up in Cleveland and Jim Tomey was one of his favorite. Oh, yeah. He's all that. He's all that. Jim was a he was a good guy. Or he still is, I imagine. <laughs> and he's from central Illinois where we are. That's right. Well, so that why. that's that's yeah, how everybody knew him very well. They grew up together playing uh, at Limestone. Yeah. Well, yeah, baseball has connected a lot of dots throughout your life and subsequently in my life. And I thank you for joining me for a little chat to, to reminisce and, and also look forward to the baseball that we have coming up together. So thanks. Yeah, for 100% my pleasure. And I'm uh, super proud of what you're doing here with the podcast and everything. And uh, uh, I wish you all the success in the world. And, and that's on your favorite podcast, which is called peace, love and baseball. Peace, love and baseball. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Ranch. You bet. Love you, Pumpkin. See ya. Love ya.